This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit-free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hello and welcome to another cracking episode of the Olive Magazine podcast, your weekly fix of food, drink and travel from the obsessed Olive Magazine team, brought to you by me, Laura Rowe, your host and exceptionally jammy editor. This week, newbie sub-editor Hannah gives a sneak peek into her heritage with a virtual gastronomic tour of Gibraltar. Digital intern Amanda shares her favourite holiday eats from Italy in celebration of our Italian issue. And editorial assistant Ellie and I discuss the rise and rise of regional authentic Italian restaurants in the UK. First up, here's Hannah and I talking jib. Okay, hello. This is Laura, the editor of Olive. Um, And I've got lovely Hannah here, who is one of our new team members. Hello. Hello. So Hannah's just come back from holiday um, to Gibraltar. Mm -hmm. But actually, Hannah, you have a bit of Gibraltarian blood in you, don't you? And you you used to live there and you go there quite often. So you know quite a lot about uh, the food of that region. Yes, I know a little bit, yeah. Good. (laughs) So we thought we'd get to know you a bit better and get to know about the food of that area because every time you come back from there uh, and tell us about what you've had it sounds amazing so um, we thought we'd share with our lovely listeners Mm -hmm. so tell me a bit about the food and and what we should expect um well I mean the first thing to know about Gibraltar um which I think a lot of people don't know is that it's actually really diverse okay um I mean there are you know there are it is very British in many ways there's like red telephone boxes yeah pub serving fish and chips but actually um um the community is really varied um you know we've got Spanish people Portuguese, Italian, Maltese, um, Moroccan, okay. even like Indian, even we even have a small Indian community. Okay, and so does that just translate into the food as well? Oh yeah, massively. Um, okay. I mean, uh, I mean, think I would say people enjoy Spanish food mostly dominates in okay. terms of um, fresh fish and seafood. 
is usually the name of the game. Um, that's what most people eat. Um, yeah. A lot of classics that you'd find sort of down the coast across the border in Spain as well. Yeah. Um, so things like uh, gambas pilpil, which are like mm. prawns uh, cooked in a really hot uh, garlicky chili oil. Yeah, they sound pretty good. Which up with um, crusty bread, which is really good. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll see a theme of my favourite <laughs> things because another thing I really love is um, gambas a la plancha, which are like grilled prawns. Okay. And they're usually um, grilled with like lots of salt. Yum. Um, quite simply, quite simply presented, and drizzled with like a kind of herby parsley okay. oil, um, and that's really good. Yeah. Um, Bocarones, which are kind of deep-fried sprats, okay. um, usually usually get them served kind of pickled in other parts of Spain. Nice, kind of but, um, these deep-fried uh, paella, calamares, um, kind of all the stuff that you, you'd, you'd see elsewhere in Andalusia. Yeah. Um, more, I mean, it's quite interesting because a lot of the re- you don't really get any restaurants serving specific Gibraltarian food. It's okay. more kind of the dishes that are cooked at home or you see at holidays like Christmas and Easter. Okay, nice. Um, and usually it's the Gibraltarian dishes which usually reflect um, Gibraltar's mixed heritage. Lovely. Um, so a few things that I think are really popular. Um, there's things like, um, any. if you say the word calentita, every Gibraltarian will know what it is. It's, just, okay. it's a sort of like a baked kind of thick pancake-like dish made of chickpea flour. Oh, right. Um, it's very simple, just chickpea flour, um, olive oil, salt and pepper, um, and it's baked in the oven. Yeah. Um, and I think it's quite similar so they to... Roll, are they rolled, the pancakes? No, it's or? kind of like flat. Right, OK. It's baked in a dish. OK. Um, and it's kind of like a bread-like... OK. A bread-like texture. Um, yeah. And that's very similar to a, a Genoese dish called farinata. OK. And I think you can find something similar in Algeria as well. OK. Um... Um, there's another dish called penissa, which is um, kind of similar, and then it's also made from chickpea flour. Um, but you sort of um, you sort of simmer the mixture to make it kind of like in the pan, and then you let it set to make like a polenta-like dough, Ooh. and then you deep fry that in olive oil. I mean, that sounds good. Very good. Yes, it's lovely. <laughs> um, other things, so Italian, the Italian influence is quite quite heavy. So there's yeah. rosto, okay. which is like a sort of uh, a penne in a tomato sauce. Um, usually with things like pork, mushrooms and carrots. It's quite hearty. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm liking the hearty theme here. Lots yeah, of deep fried. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of deep fried, yeah. very kind of like rib sticking. Rib yeah, sticking fast. it sounds good to me. Um, something that you'll see usually at Christmas and at Easter is a thing called, and I might uh, botch the, mis- the pronunciation, but um, <laughs> torta de selgas. Okay. Which is like a spinach or charred pie. Um, it's quite similar to, and again, I might... <laughs> Messes up uh, to the um, spanakopita? Spanak- Spanak- Spanakopita. Spanakopita. Yes. Spanakopita. Yes. Um, Cough it when you say it and it makes yeah. it feel right. Uh, Spanakopita. Yes. Yeah, that lovely, I've had that in Greece many times and yeah. that's absolutely delicious. So yeah. I can imagine that would be really that's good. That's really popular. Okay. Um, so does it, it have cheese in that one as yes, well? Yes, it okay. has cheese, like cheese, garlic. Um, right. and All the good stuff. Chard or spirit, either, usually either chard or spinach or a mixture of both. Nice. Um, and what kind of pastry is that? Is that phyllo as well? Like um, no, it's not phyllo. I've, I've some some recipes will say use puff pastry. Some okay. will say use like a short crust pastry. Okay. Um, I think I mean, I think because the place is so kind of, um, because there's so many different competing influences. Yeah. Gibraltarians are quite happy to play fast and loose with. I like that. Um, you know, they're not. Yeah, they're not strict like say the French. I always say absolutely yeah. has to make with this, otherwise it's just not authentic. Well, they're like the British in that yes. respect, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then a couple of other things, which um, there's a thing called uh, pan pan dulce, okay, um, which is like a sweet bread, okay, 
kind of like the kind of sweet with and it's made with like um it's got candied fruits Ooh, okay raisins and um so like panettone or yeah sort of like um there's kind of italian kind of yeah. sweetbreads that you get um yeah. i think it's also similar to a, a portuguese sweetbread okay that you get and um uh malta i think there's, there's always been a kind of a small maltese community in Gibraltar. Okay. um and that's reflected in a dish called a fideas al horno, which is like a baked pasta dish. Oh, okay. So it's like um, made with like macaroni, bolognese, mm. like like a Greek, like a pasticcio. Uh, okay. Pasticcio. I'm not sure how you pronounce that one, but it sounds correct. <laughs> um, I think so. I might have, that might not be quite right. But um, And then there's also another Maltese dish called rolitos, which are like okay. um, strips of beef. Um, it's, it's things like herbs, olives, vegetables and eggs. Mm wrapped in strips of beef Yum. which are usually like I think pan fried okay or baked um, so yeah Sounds those, are the, those are the few of the dishes that really good so you eat well when you when you go back to yeah, Gibraltar yeah no, definitely and what about drink is there anything specific to Gibraltar that you drink um, nothing too specific um, there is a dish which is again quite common across Spain called not a dish sorry a drink called uh, Tinto de Verano okay which is um, just really simple it's like a red wine and lemonade okay nice um, which Refreshing. Sounds, yeah, it is really refreshing. Sounds mm. a bit counterproductive. It's red wine <laughs> with lemonade. I mean, don't use the best red wine for it, but um, it's definitely like I think it means like drink of summer. Okay. Um, in Spanish, but yeah, it's really it's really good. Nice. Okay. Well, so Gibraltar, the place to go for varied cuisine, yeah. lots of influences, and if you want to put on a few pounds, yes, absolutely. In a yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you very much, Hannah. No Super problem. interesting. Next, we throw back to our Italian summer holidays. Okay, hello. This is Laura again, and I've got lovely Amanda, our digital intern, with us today. Um, so we're really excited in the office about Italian food at the moment um, because it's summer and you've got those lovely ingredients, but yep. also because we've got our brilliant Italian issue, which is uh, packed full of all things Italian, from recipes to restaurant recommendations and travel guides. Um, but it kind of got us talking about our favourite Italian holidays that we've been on. Yeah. And you were telling me about a great one that you went yes. on fairly recently. I did. Uh, I went to Sicily. Um, went for about 10 days um, and yeah it was just great I ate lots of amazing food to a few different areas so can you tell a little bit about that yeah tell me about the highlights what what great foodie things did you eat so we went to Sheffield first which um, is along the coast and we flew into uh, Palermo and we we stayed in a little area called the Dumo Square um, which is beautiful it's like the main square in the area Mm -hmm. and within the square there was this amazing little bakery which Mm. was a massive highlight for us because Um, where we were staying we had a really beautiful terrace every morning we could have go down to the bakery and get some really lovely like Italian pastries and goodies and um, one of the highlights that we had was uh, a cannoli yeah um, which is uh, everyone obviously already really knows about them they're like crunchy kind of sweet pastry with ricotta in the middle Mm. so we ate a lot of those and some a highlight also from the Cafe Dumo was this cassata siciliana okay it's kind of a bit like a sponge cake um, soaked in li- uh, liquor and it's sliced um, slices layered with 
sweet in ricotta okay. and covered in almond. Oh so it's kind of a little bit, reminding me a little bit like a trifle, but obviously a bit like almondy. Mm. So if you don't really like the texture, then you might not, but okay. it's right up my street because I really yeah. like all things super sweet. Yes, Amanda is baking queen. <laughs> I love bakes, to bake. so lots of cakes. And um, if you follow her on Instagram, you'll see all of her adventures. Yeah, definitely. Um, so she knows her cakes. So when sure. you, she recommends, you know it's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what else did you have? Um, when I was in Chefloo as well, we went to this really lovely restaurant called Le Chat Noir. Okay. And I had something called Risotto alla Marinera Solo Il Venerdia. I like your Italian accent. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise in advance for my awful um, Italian <laughs> accent. But yes, basically what it um, means is risotto with seafood only on Fridays. Okay. I can't Very be specific. sure. Mm. I know that I had it on a Friday. I can't remember that, but mm. that is exactly what it was um, called. Okay. But basically it was just a lovely kind of seafood risotto, really creamy, really garlicky yeah. and super buttery. And at this restaurant, they had loads of like um, like a whole seafood kind of area, and yeah. you could go and choose all your kind of fresh. It was amazing. That's proper holiday food, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was really, really lovely. And another one as well that springs to mind is called La Galleria. Okay. And this one was a bit more um, contemporary, a bit more modern. It was a bit. It was. It was called Galleria, hence it was a gallery, but yeah. a bit more like arty and a bit. Okay. But it was quite quirky, but they had lots of really lovely contemporary kind of Italian food and right. fresh seafood. And like we had like sea bass with like fresh tomatoes and like lots of nuts and things on. Yum. Really, really delicious. Um, and then we moved on to somewhere called Trapani. Mm-hmm. And when we were there, I had um, this really lovely local dish called couscous a la Trapanese, which okay. is basically the couscous of Trapani. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, they like giving them uh, yeah, original do, names, yeah. don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they sound fancy, but when you interpret yeah. it into English. Um, and basically, that was like a almond, um, sorry, an almondy kind of couscous base with salty kind of saffron and bay leaves and parsley Ooh, lots of herbs big flavors then yeah really really quite um heavy on the flavors there but mm. it was really delicious and again quite creamy all the same mm-hmm. um and also when i was there something also i've got like a really a photo of my boyfriend eating this seriously dense chocolatey gelato yeah because they're really big on their gelato in sicily yeah and i mean if you like really heavy chocolatey things and it's completely for you mm. I mean like we said I like my sweet things but it's so chocolatey it's like it's like a dessert you know and it like sticks in your teeth it was yeah. a bit like that Ooh, but yeah yum. he loved it and it was super lovely and good yeah got and, your seal of approval yeah <laughs> um, probably one of my favourite restaurants I went to on the whole trip was in a place called San Vito Le Capo and this was was more it wasn't as authentic as in the areas we went to it was a bit more resorty a bit yeah. more commercialised but we went over this really lovely street and found this Really lovely, um, family-owned, modernish but authentic restaurant. Mm. And the chef came out and spoke to us, spoke about what he'd caught, they'd caught that day and what they Yum. was on the menu. And it was all, like, based on, like, seasonal and what they'd freshly caught. And it was just so lovely. We ha- I had this rare tuna, um, tuna steak, um, cooked, like, rare, like I said, with cit- on citrus kind of... And herbs and just so delicious, you know, Sounds and you really just fresh can't. And yes, and not kind of the carb-heavy yeah, dishes exactly. you, you well, I had been having. Yeah, and yeah. we had like um, a shrimp tartar as well, which Ooh, is so okay. it was very like fresh, fishy, and citrusy. So it was really nice in that sense. And, yeah, and a good balance for the whole trip. Yeah, as well. just and like the just being there was really lovely. Like yeah. meeting the family and they all ate after like around us, and it was so nice. Aww. and I also we also had um, our favourite wine of the holiday there. Okay, it was called Nero Divalo. Okay, so 
Avale. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's like a region. Right. And it's a little bit like a Malbec. Okay. And it's a bit plummy, peppery, but it was... We had it literally everywhere we went. Oh, my goodness. And I know you went to have traditionally white wine with, like, seafood and everything, but it was always on the menu, so we had to go for it. Great. And I guess one last thing was we were in Palermo, and when we were there, I don't know if anyone gets a chance to go, but there was this festival called Sherbeth. Okay. And it was a gelato festival with international event dedicated to, like, artisan gelato people. Okay. And there was, like... That's my kind of festival. It was literally... <laughs> the streets were packed. Like, Palermo is way more metropolitan and yeah. built up and everything. And it was rammed with all this ice cream. And anyway, we tried some... I can't remember all the strange flavours that there were, but one that stuck in mind was, like, this big kind of white chocolate... Ooh. It was, wasn't very massively dense, like lots of the other chocolatey one. It was, like, a w- really light, light white chocolate with figs and it was incredible but yeah so that was really fun and you get to try lots of free gelato and everyone's really nice and it was a great vibe oh my goodness um but yeah and in palermo too i went to this really nice bistro called bizzo bizzo bistro or something and it had really lovely exposed ceilings it was really cheap Mm. we ordered literally the whole menu it was like our last night and we were like (laughs) let's go for it and i even ended up buying like this pasta called trophy yeah it's like the swirly one it's the one that you're meant to serve with pesto yeah with pesto and that's what i've got we had it with that was one of our sides pesto okay and i bought bought some to take home but yeah you should try it it's a really nice way if you're flying out of palermo to end the holiday they had like lovely crispy squid and like loads of roasted kind of potatoes and yeah it was great really really delicious so that sounds like a good holiday (laughs) <laughs> ate a lot saw a lot and it was beautiful so sounds like a very very good very holiday very Italian yes, yes yes and what about you Laura okay what's been your favourite Italian okay well I've been to a few places in Italy and I've yep. got like a few dishes that really stand out so I went one trip I went to Tuscany and that was the first time I'd ever been to Italy lovely um, and I don't remember any of the names because this was <laughs> pre-me being a Long proper journalist ago. pre-me being uh, using Instagram yeah, and tagging everyone in yeah so this Embracing was just me just all. eating yeah. um, the good old days. And, uh, yeah, so that was in a walled, uh, a walled little town in yeah. Tuscany. And we had um, just this incredible, I don't know what they're called, but they're kind of like, they're like quarter of a uh, lasagna sheet. So like little squares right. of pasta sheets. And literally it's just butter, parmesan and truffle. Like layered, like a, no, no, literally it's not. just okay. like that's the type. Yeah, of... so like sheets, almost like oh. napkins. I think it probably delicious. I think the Italian of it translates to napkins, but yeah, oh, so wow. just sheets of pasta, yeah. coated in butter, so, truffle, and parmesan. Lots of the food so simple but rich, isn't it? Yeah, like and really good quality ingredients. Yeah. So that's really key. Um, and I actually mentioned in my intro um, to the Italian issue this month, um, the best meal I have ever had in the entire world yeah. ever uh, was when I went to Rome. So I went for a trip with a friend to Rome and then Sorrento, but the best meal by far was really? down this like, really cobbled street. It was so hot. We were stupid. We went in uh, July and it was like sweltering. We were sweating. Did you just you stumble know? upon it? Yeah, yeah, just stumbled upon it. We were, like, I was like, I need to get out of this heat. I'm literally soaked, <laughs> soaked to the core. Um, and so we found this little little side street, cobbled, beautiful restaurant sat down and um i spotted like a hair uh, hair pasta dish like oh, folds yeah. of uh, ribbons of pasta and like a, a hair rag- ragu yeah and i did actually take an instagram of this um <laughs> back in the day and so it you looks, can scroll and it looks awful it oh, looks awful oh no. because it's, it's like gray 
slow-cooked, stewed hair, which isn't attractive. Attractive, no. But, oh, my God, that tasted so, so good. And the memory of that is making my mouth water right now. It's really, like, creamy and rich and yeah, so flavoursome. I can imagine it's very simple ingredients. Yeah. Um, but just really slow-cooked for as long as they need oh, to go nice. melty and delicious. And then really great pasta, like, what's not to love. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in terms of kind of an overall really good trip that I went on recently as a proper journalist where I wrote everything <laughs> down and took notes. pictures yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you can find this my kind of roundup on this trip on okay. olivemagazine.com so if you just search for Parma Italy yeah. and that's P-A-R-M-A not Parma not as in Mallorca, Mallorca. yeah um, <laughs> I went there last year and it was just a really great city break. Um, I think people forget, but actually you've got Parma ham there and Parmesan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, people too. don't think about it, do they, when they see it? No, no yeah. but great, great city to go visit. Um, and when we first got there, we went to a restaurant called Borgo 20, which again is kind of down this little side street where there's just shops and everything. And they hung prosciutto like over um, oh. these little things, like a washing line. So you nice. just like pick off these drapes of yeah. really delicate, silky um, prosciutto. And... Um, they, uh, Palmerham there has to be air dried for a minimum of 12, uh, 10 to 12 months to meet its PDO status. Um, so that's the stuff you'll find in the supermarkets right, yeah. over here. But if you add a couple more years, the flavour just keeps developing really? and um, it changes really dramatically. So you can go from like sweet um, and melty to like really like uh, soft. Uh, earthy and dry like it's, loads of different types, yeah you get like right. a real profile yeah. of flavour so you can order at this restaurant like all the different ages yeah, which, which you wouldn't be able to get over no here. like people probably don't really know that they just think palm ham just palm think palm ham yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then I had like a salad with like loads of shavings of brat truffle mm. um, and you can just buy them all over you know yeah. go pop by a greengrocer in the main square and you can get one for like 20 euros um, so wow. I did. Yeah, um, <laughs> gotta be done. <laughs> gotta be done. Yeah, and then I also had there this risotto with thirty-month-aged parmesan, Whoa. which was just incredible. Thirty-month. Um, yeah, with um, it was like a slick of really thick balsamic vinegar um, and uh, porcini's as well. And God, the smell when that came yeah, into yeah, the yeah. restaurant was just like woof. But it was just so, <laughs> so worth it. So so worth it. Yeah, yeah. And they oh. also served this. Um, they serve a gently sparkling white, my, white wine sorry, made in the Palmer Hills, which is called Malvasia. Mm. And then you can also get um, nocino, which is um, a bittersweet liqueur made with young walnuts. Wow. That, that will uh, sort you out for yeah, the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a few other places that I went to, I know you've spoken lots about yours, so I won't wang on for too much longer. But... Um, there was a Cantarelli cafe where you can get like pure molten chocolate. I'm like really that really yeah. thick for a hot chocolate if it's not that warm. And also have a look out at the things I spotted as well. It depends whether you're kind of doing a, um, you're staying in accommodation where you can cook yourself and whether you're open to this idea. But they actually eat a lot of horse in Parma. They do. Oh, really? And so they have like horse specific butchers, which I was quite shocked at. Yeah. Uh, not, not from an ethics point of view, but no. just I didn't realise that, that they it was, ate no, so I, much over there. I didn't know that. So um, if you fancy trying horse, yeah. you you can there um uh they also have like loads of different salamis and copper and lardo and pancetta. god you can get so many types of meat it's so just great um, abundance is yeah. unbelievable there's also a farmer's market every wednesday um and saturday morning um but even like if you walk along the streets they have like vending machines and you can get like <laughs> you ham can, yeah you can get like um creamy like pots of creamy milk like granular salty wedges of parmesan wow. pots of delicate burrata um, sweet little biscotti <laughs> why like, don't we have that I, know. I don't can need you imagine a vending if we machine. had yeah. those vending machines over here 
Um, another thing you should look out for a Parma, Vi- uh, Parma Color Viola, which is a Parma violet shop, basically. Oh, wow. um, it was a really big thing over there, the 19th century Duchess of Parma. It was her favorite flower, so they, they make all of these um, incredible Parma violet sweets and beauty products so and stuff. So nice, yeah. So if you like that flavor, yeah. you can pop into there. Um, and there's like a couple of mission style restaurants, which are great. Um, and yeah, I'd read my feature for like the full, the full, the full whack of full whack what's of there to do there. Yeah. But um, they were a few of my like key so, highlights. So nice. But basically, you can just eat really yeah. well in Parma, and it's a fun, and in quick, Italy. easy place. And it, you're in Italy. Whatever you want, seafood, meat. Yeah, it's um, it's it's really cheap to get there and really quick to get there. So I definitely recommend going. Oh, nice. There. Yeah. So if you're feeling inspired by our trips to Italy, remember you can always have a look online at olivemagazine.com yeah. for loads of Italian trip advice, and we've got um, some great uh, little breaks uh, in the Italian issue, which is out now too. Yeah. To recommend and restaurant reviews and everything. So indeed and recipes. Too. Indeed, Amanda. <laughs> great. Thank you so much. That was Thank really interesting. you. Thank you. And last but not least, we celebrate the return of carbs. Okay, hello, this is Laura again, and I've got Ellie this time, who's our editorial assistant. Hello, Ellie. Hello. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, pasta, pizza, why carbs yeah. are massively cool again. Great. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm really happy about. Are you? Me too. <laughs> Absolutely love them. Yeah. We actually really, really hate the idea of like clean eating and things at Olive, so carbs have always been cool for us, but I'm really pleased to see that kind of they're becoming cool Everyone in the mainstream again. embracing yeah. them, yeah. yeah. Um, no more courgette, uh, pro- proper pasta. <laughs> Um, not that we don't like courgette, we do like that very much as well. But pasta is really cool. And um, our lovely restaurant writer in the latest issue, which is dedicated to Italian cuisine, um, Mark Taylor, he wrote uh, a guide to some of the new wave Italian restaurants that have opened up in the UK, hasn't he? Yes, Um, he has. And what I really liked about this feature um, and the reason why I commissioned Mark to write it is because Italian restaurants in the UK have changed massively in the last kind of five years so before you go to an Italian restaurant and you'd you know you'd you see all the classics which yeah. are fine yeah you know, your spag bowl your you know what lasagna you're get. your carbonara yeah. uh, which is all fine we love those but uh what I was really excited about is what I've started seeing in restaurants are like really regional authentic yes. dishes or restaurants specializing in one thing and Certain doing it really things. really really, yeah. really really well Definitely. So we've got a real mix of restaurants across the country um, and kind of what they're good at in the feature. But you've been to, to one of them, haven't you, I have. Ellie? So I've been to Calzone in Great name. Newcastle. I know, it's fab. And it's a, really, it's a really small little restaurant. It's like bring your own beer. They literally just do awesome. a certain number of pizzas. And the pizzas themselves are big and they've got a crunchy, really crunchy crust. Nice. And it like maintains the crunch to the centre, which is really great. Yeah. Um, and the toppings are really simple. They use fresh ingredients. They source them from Italy. Amazing. So it's like really fresh and um, yeah, it's just... How pizza's they, meant to taste. Yeah, they yeah. just know what they're doing with their pizza. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's not just your average pizza. Like, yeah. they're a treat, but they're really good value. And it's the kind of place where you go in Newcastle, it's always buzzing. There's loads of... It's a mix of people. You've got students there, but you've okay. got, like, families. Yeah, right. it's a really nice place. Um, there's another, a couple of different pizza places, actually, in the feature um, that we mentioned, but another one that I'm really familiar with is Pie Shop in Bristol. Mm. Um, for anyone that knows Bristol well... Um, 
there's a chap called Peter Sanchez Iglesias, which is yeah. uh, an incredible chef. He owns Casamia, okay. um, which is a Michelin-starred restaurant, yeah. uh, really pioneering food, really exciting. But he's now got this empire Pizza with his family. Empire. Yeah, amazing. so he's got Pie Shop next door, which it, uh, serves these amazing, um, amazing pizzas. They're uh, quite sloppy, kind of. Yeah. Kind of Napoli- that kind of uh, Naples vibe. style, yeah. But they're really, really delicious. And then there's a tapas bar next door oh, because nice. his family are Spanish. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a really nice area by the waterfront in Bristol where you can get really good, authentic Spanish yeah. food or Italian or food Italian. at a pie shop or, you know, pioneering modern British yeah. at Casimir as well. So I definitely check that Lovely. out. Um, mm. We've got another Bristol restaurant in there as well, Pasta Loco, which yes. one of our reviewers gave a rave review um, when that opened as well. And I know mm. that they get really booked up yes. for their incredible freshly made pasta yeah, um, and we've also really noticed we've kind of dedicated a special section at the back um, of this feature about Britalia yes in London because this is obviously we're based in London and uh, lots of restaurants open in London yeah. and we've been seeing some restaurants really dedicated to doing things exceptionally well one of those Britalia London restaurants yeah. that we absolutely love and I hope lots of our lovely listeners have been to as well is Padella yeah um, so that's in Borough Market. It's a small little pasta, be- uh, pasta bar bought to you by the guys who opened Trullo, a really another great Italian restaurant in London as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just incredible there, isn't it? Yeah. And definitely yeah. worth the queues. Definitely. They make the pasta fresh on site every day, and you can see them doing that. They have a very simple, short menu. Yeah. Really great produce, really simple fresh. dishes. Um, and kind of one of the stars of their yeah. menu is, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, <laughs> Pichi Cacio <laughs> e Pepe. Yeah. That's the one. It's a really simple dish. It's just kind of like almost like worm-like noodles. Mm. Um, they look very distinctive on Instagram. If you yep. if you search for them on Instagram, mm. that is the dish that will always come up. Yeah. And it's just butter, garlic, and black pepper, essentially. Great things, yeah. Yeah, Everything and really, really delicious. And we've mm. got the recipe for that, actually. Yes. Their recipe um, online at olivemagazine.com, yeah. so you should definitely, definitely Go check, check that it out. check it out, yeah. And we've got a few other ones that I really rate as well. Mm. Um, for all of them, you obviously have to read the feature, but there's um, Luca, which is a restaurant yeah. which was brought to you by the guys from Clove Club mm-hmm. um, so that's definitely like high end Italian yeah. and a bit more a bit fine more dining luxury kind yeah. of yeah um, but, but again really kind of interesting dishes they they coined the term um, to describe their restaurant Battaglia yeah um, so it's, it's British ingredients a few British influences but with a really with Italian, Italian. Yeah. art um, and so they do things like spaghettini with Morgan Bay shrimp mm. and uh, mace butter. Um, and yeah. one of the things that we absolutely loved when we went was uh, they do these things called um, Parmesan fries. Oh my goodness, I've heard so much about these. Yes. Yeah. So they're not what you think. They're basically, they're almost like savory churros. Okay. So they're really Amazing. crispy, really, yeah. really fluffy and light oh. and full of Parmesan full of- umami goodness. <gasps> Just what um, you want. So definitely all of those. And then another one, just because I've personally been mm. there, um, is Amelia's, which oh, is yes. kind of on St. Catherine's Dock area. Mm. Um, and that's, again, like a lovely little pasta bar, really charming, very yeah. simple menu. You know, you can get classic pesto and pasta. Yeah. You can get gnocchi classic. and mm. beautiful, simple um, sauce. Dishes. So, yeah. If you like mm. Italian restaurants um, or Italian food like you have yes. on holiday, I should these say, are the places. these are the places to go because yeah. it's proper, authentic Italian cuisine. Um, and yeah, we can't recommend them enough. No, definitely. Brilliant. All right, well, thanks, Ellie. And um, Thank if you, you guys want to read the feature, do look out for our Italian issue, which is out yeah. right now. 
thank you for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. You can tweet, Instagram or Facebook us, whatever your social media preference, at Olive Magazine, if you have something to say about this week's episode. If you liked it, please, please, please don't forget to do us a massive favour of reviewing and rating us and subscribing over at iTunes. I know we beg for this every single episode, but every little review will help with our ranking and that means even more lovely listeners like you will get to hear us and that means more Olive foodies in the community to talk to. You can buy the latest issue of Olive Magazine, which is all about Italian food, wine and food-inspired trips in stores right now, or you can download an interactive digital edition, which is very swish and easy to use via the Olive Magazine app too. Until next time, ciao!